Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter and on our podcast channel too. Newcastle beaten 2-1 by Crystal Palace up at St. James's Park. Our chief sports writer, Lee Ryder, was there. He now joins us to discuss the game. Lee, a frustrating night for Newcastle United, a game a lot of people would have thought New Magpies would have come out with all three points. In the end, they didn't. How do you sum up what you watched tonight? Yeah, I mean, they couldn't have asked for a better start, you know. They, they come out the blocks flying and, you know, 70 seconds in, got that goal, that, that put them ahead. But uh, unfortunately, uh, they've emerged with nothing from this game. Uh, they seem to switch off with two, um, two sort of defensive lapses, if you like. And then after that, you know, I mean, Crystal Palace threatened to score again soon after, got one disallowed. Um, and then after the second half was really all Newcastle, apart from Andros Townsend's sitter, which, you know, should have put the seal on the game. Instead, it just left the door slightly ajar for Newcastle. They couldn't get the equaliser, despite having four or five attackers on the pitch. And in the end, you know, they, they've, as you say, come out of the game with nothing. And he grabbed the goal so early, so early on, 70 seconds, a lovely goal by John Joe Shelby, half volley from the edge of the box. And there you expect Newcastle to build on that and take the game. But like you said, two defensive lapses by Newcastle allowed Crystal Palace back in. Uh, I don't think Gary Gale had scored since 2018. He was allowed to head home. Steve Bruce and Cher was blocked off. But at the same time, it's, it's poor defending um, for Palace to take the lead there. Uh, Steve Bruce, though, you know, quite positive speaking afterwards. You know, he said, apart from that 10, 15 minute spell, he was, he, he said, uh, he couldn't be more pleased with how we've gone about things. Would you agree with that statement? Well, I thought, you know, Newcastle were more positive. There's no doubt about that. They have looked more bright and, and breezy in the last two games. But, you know, tonight, really, it just shows you that, you know, the Premier League is, it, it's a mentality thing sometimes, you know. Going one nil up, all well and good, um, but it's it's what you do after that. Um, it's controlling games. He didn't really control the match, at, you know, to, to slip two one behind, and it's it's just the story of disappointment again. You know, as it, it's all right sitting here saying we played better, we created more chances, but Newcastle have won six games from twenty two in the Premier League. It's very fortunate that there's three teams that are below them in the in the table and. You know, they're going to have to get on with it again now. They've got Southampton at the weekend, who've lost 9-0 tonight. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I think, uh, you know, sometimes the team that loses 9-0 is a wounded animal. And, the, you know, they, they come come up here and they're, they're determined to prove a point. And um, it's whether Newcastle will be strong enough to handle that. The other way is that, you know, it's a chance to hit a team frail on confidence. But Newcastle themselves... You know, they're going to have to just be a bit more, they need to be more clinical. You know, you've got Ryan Fraser putting 20 crosses in the box tonight. But there were so many times where some of them them crosses just went begging. And he did everything he could. He, he tried to hit them low, he tried to hang a couple up. But whatever he did, um, it just it just didn't it didn't trouble the goalkeeper. didn't, you know, spark Newcastle's strikers into action. And um, the end result it says it all. Newcastle were more positive, and I think if you look at the stats, you know they had something like uh, twenty-one shots on goal, five shots on target. 
And in the second half, they did try and, and, and pepper the, the box with efforts. But how many of them, Lee, were speculative? We saw Shelby and Cher hit a couple into the Gallagates. They didn't really end up testing uh, Greater in goal. There was an Andy Cowell header, but it was you know weak towards the end. And there was a Callum Wilson one went went wide. But were you frustrated to see Newcastle not create more uh, golden chances? And like you say, be a bit more clinical with the chances they did have? Yeah, they needed clear-cut opportunities in the second half, which they, they didn't come. And I want, yeah, that does that does my head in as much as does any supporter's head in when someone goes for the Hollywood goal when you're two one down. Just you know, try and work it in the box and keep asking questions. And you know, Fabian Schur, uh, you know, <laughs> when he smacked that one over the bar, you had Wilson and Gale, you know, screaming at him that, that he hadn't just scraped it across the six-yard box. And, you know, that that's what those guys are paid for. They're paid to put goals away from that type of range. And when you, you know, you're centre half venturing too far forward. And it's all right when you're winning, but when, you, when you're chasing the game and, you, you know, a point, a good solid point wouldn't have been a bad result. Easy to say that now. And, you know, when the season fixture list, you know, is released, you want to beat Crystal Palace at home like they did last season. And like they did at Sellers Park, but tonight, just, you know, a point wouldn't have been a bad result given the way that game went, given the fact they've got a game at the weekend against Southampton and given the fact they've just beat Everton. Seven points from a possible nine wouldn't have been a bad haul. So, look, at the end of the day now, Newcastle, they go back to it. Yesterday was a strange day in the, in the transfer window. The more you the more you look at that, the, the one squad player down, um, when they needed to bring in more. Joe Willock was here at night. I'm pretty sure he'll probably start the game at the weekend and um, that'll give them something fresh. But um, yeah, there's there's not too many positives. To... We're all sick and tired of writing about defeats. Yeah, more certainly. A few questions from our viewers here asking where was Graham Jones tonight? He was, where, I mean, he came down towards the end or, uh, you know, in the, in the first half there. But did he start up in the stands, do you know? Yeah, do. Um, he started in the stand um, and he was up there for about 10 or 11 minutes and he made his way down. And then, obviously, I think he spent most of the game in the technical area after that. Um, look, maybe he just wanted to take a good, cold, hard look at them from up, up in the stand. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think there's anything too suspicious about it. I don't think he's been... I don't think he's been banished to the stand just because he, there was a few positive headlines. But then the day the guy got a good warm welcome from the from the northeast press, so uh, I don't think that that was the reason. I, I hope it wasn't anyway. But look, at the end of the day, I I've, I've seen a lot of matches. I've seen a lot of managers come in and coaches, and sometimes you know they do like to take that 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 look from above. You know, Sam Aldice was famous for it um, with the headphones and. Uh, I think there was a bit of that going on tonight, but look, they they won they won as a team at Everton. They, they they've lost as a team and a coaching staff tonight. Just a quick word back on Steve Bruce, and you know he said he was pleased uh, with how they'd gone about, minus the ten or fifteen minutes. But with Fulham, they've got two games in hand. You know, is now the the right time to be to be talking about being pleased? Because they're not safe from relegation yet, despite the win against Everton. I mean, it's a big game against Southampton on Saturday. I mean, surely now is all about getting results. 
But given how long he's been in the job, there's a question of, you know, at what point can he, he not be able to say it was pleasing, but, you know, but we've lost. Yeah, I mean, I see where you're coming from, but, you know, he's used he's used swear words to describe how Newcastle have played in, in some matches. So he, he can't keep saying that. Otherwise, you know, there'll be questions from above. Um, you know, he's the manager. He's the one who's got to try and keep it positive. I think it's really frustrating for them at the moment as a squad because they turn up a training, they do the session, and then they've got to pretty much go straight home. I don't think there's as much camaraderie as there is usually. The, the camaraderie that usually gets you away from a, a bad run. Um, I mean, look, they won on Saturday against Devon, but, you know, it's straight back to <coughs> defeat tonight. Um, the, the players can't really socialise. They can't even go for a coffee at the moment. And I'm not feeling sorry for multi-millionaire footballers. Don't get us wrong. But it is part of it. You know, they need to have that camaraderie to put a run together. Um, they haven't been able to do that. Other teams have managed it, but other teams have got world-class players in there. So uh, that that makes a difference as well. And yesterday was probably a frustrating day for the manager and his coaching team that they didn't bring more than one player in. Given the winless run they had been on, you know, no wins in, in 11, because after Palace got the second, their confidence, Newcastle's confidence just seemed to drop. Did you, did you think that their confidence was hit and do you think that is down to that winless run they've been on and it maybe has impacted the players more than maybe some think? Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think there's a combination of, of reasons to why Newcastle are the way they are this season and confidence is definitely one of them. I think the COVID thing, you know, that has really affected a lot of players, um, their the recovery levels, and they've had normal injuries as well so it's been a it's been a strange old season one I think they'll be glad to get through they're not through it yet though they need to probably pick up another five wins um you know 16 games left some tough games in there it could be touch and go you mentioned Fulham they've got two games in hand you are still looking over your shoulder but at the end of the day for Steve Bruce you know it's it's six wins out of 22 this season, whatever way you look at it. So the questions will continue to be asked. You know, it's, it, people ask, don't they? They say, well, how do you get positive headlines? How do you get positive stories going in and around your club? Winning games is the best way of doing that. Newcastle haven't won enough games this season. It's as simple as that. Penultimate question then, Lee. For me, watching it, this seemed bit uh they were lacking ideas until Alan's at maximum came on really passing it more sideways than potentially going forward do you think the idea i mean is the idea just to give it to St. maximum and hope something happens hope you can get the ball into wilson i mean when he came on he did make an impact two shots blocked but surely you know i mean he could get injured again he could be off form you can't just rely on 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 one man can you not really i don't think it's ever worked for many teams in, in world football uh, to, to just be down to one player it's a team game and at the end of the day you know Ryan Fraser put 20 cross in tonight and not you know not, ma- not many of them not many of them you know people bought into it and 
it's, I just wonder where Newcastle go with this one now because as I say that Southampton game it's a funny one it can go two ways Southampton either come here as a wounded animal or you look at it and think this is a chance to really sort our goal difference out at the moment and uh, amazingly despite that 9-0 Newcastle's goal difference is still much worse than Southampton's so it shows you there's so much work to be done still this season well, that's where I was going to finish on that Southampton game. Uh, football editor Mark Douglas just texted me before to say must win on Saturday. And I'm sick of saying this is a must win. I'm sure the fans are is you know hearing it as well. But Lee, is it a must win on Saturday? Yes, but by the same token, it depends on how Fulham get on. Um, and they're you know they're playing tomorrow night on there, so. Uh, a point wouldn't be the end of the world, depending on how Fulham get on. You don't want to be relying on other teams, but you know Newcastle, they've got some tough games coming up after Southampton, so it's one where they really need to to get that win in the bag just to ease the pressure. But we've been saying that for weeks now. Um, the Everton game was a pleasant surprise, but they, they could do with a home win. There's no doubt about that. We'll let you get off, Lee, before you get locked in the multi-story at St. James's Park. Thanks for joining us. We'll speak to you later in the week. So there was Lee Ryder at St. James's Park. And this is the end of this match review. As we said, a disappointing night for Newcastle United. No wins in five at St. James's Park. And that is really disappointing. Some would say they're missing the fans, but then if the fans were in to see them on this winless run, it wouldn't be a nice place to be. So that is it. It's a strange... One to look at, isn't it? But to you guys watching on YouTube, Facebook and Twitter, thank you very much. Please subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. And for those listening later on the podcast, please remember to like and subscribe uh, from wherever you're getting your podcasts from. Enjoy the rest of your evening. <laughs>